0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Please welcome Janet Mock.
1: Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Um, this is a
0: really exciting reason to have you back as well. Um, the new show, Pose, which is going to be on FX, is a show that is f- first in, in, in many ways. Um, I mean... I know why i'm excited but why, what would you say is the biggest reason you're excited about pose
1: i got a job it's <laughs> <laughs> that simple i like yes, that yes yeah, yeah. B- basically um well you know ryan murphy created it He's right a right prolific right. showrunner shows like glee nip tuck of course um the people versus oj simpson uh-huh. where he won a lot of emmys and all the trophies and so when he invited me to hollywood to have a meeting with him to talk about this show i was excited by the fact that it would be the first of its kind to talk about the New York City ballroom scene, which a lot of people have known since Paris is Burning. Right. But to also center um, characters and people who have never been centered before, trans women of color. Right.
0: And, and that's what's really fascinating about this story, is that you have a show that is set in the 80s, but it's showing you uh, a story in the 80s that many people maybe didn't know exist or many people didn't know exist but just didn't think about. And and what I found fascinating about watching pieces of the episodes was was that a lot of people will say about transgender people now that, where did this come from? This is a new thing, Mm -hmm. this new thing, as if it's like a trend. But you go, no, trans people are as old as time. Was it really important for you to be able to tell these stories as authentically as possible in the 80s?
1: Yeah, I think that there is something about the fact that when you look to the past, you can learn a lot about your present. Um, For me, I saw that, you know, HIV, AIDS, poverty, um, harassment and violence are things that, you know, they were dealing with in 87 as well as today. And so knowing that 26 trans people were murdered in the United States last year, almost all of them women of color, I thought it was important that we memorialize the people who who we've learned so much from, the people who contributed so much to our movement, the people who have given me access to be able to be, you know, the first trans woman of color to be hired in a Hollywood writer's room, the first to write and direct a television series, and wow. to be on a television series and to share it with five black and brown trans women of color who are the stars in the center of our show. It's- It's a, it's, a, it's a pioneering
0: show for so many reasons. You know, you, you have uh, five trans women of color who are centered in the story. Mm-hmm. The word centered is so important in this because, you know, I, I read a story on The Hollywood Reporter about how they did a study on um, Latino characters on mm-hmm. TV and they found that half of them were always represented as criminals. Mm. And when you look at stories of the transgender community, it's always a fringe element, you know? In mm. so many stories, it, you know, it's always going to be sex work, or it's gonna be something that seems like it's not in the mainstream. Mm. Was it important for you to center these people and show the spectrum of life that you can be living?
1: Yeah, I think so often, too. We're often always in cisgender stories, non-trans people stories, as a sidekicks, as someone who's a martyr who dies in order to teach a cis person about what it means to be real and authentic. Right. And in our show, we center that experience. And we don't show the origin stories of our characters. We show them as they're fully embodied, just trans people living in New York City. And with that, you have diversity, you show that trans folk are not a monolith, that we don't have the same dreams and desires, that we read and shade one another, that we can be villains as well as, you know, um, protagonists. Right. Um, and I think that that, for me, as someone who loved television, who grew up as TV being a part of, like, my babysitter in a single-parent household, um, it showed me that I can be so. Centered and that I deserve to be seen and heard, and that at the end of the day, this show really is an unconventional family drama.
0: Right, and we see so many stories of people watching TV shows or movies mm-hmm and for the first time, seeing themselves on screen. You know, you saw that with Ava DuVernay's Wrinkle in Time. Uh, You you saw that with Black Panther. You Mm -hmm. see it with people going, I've never ever thought of how I've never seen myself. You know, I remember going to watch Wonder Woman with Friends, and my female friends were like, they were crying during the fight Mm -hmm. scene, because they're like, I've never seen women just kicking men's asses, which is really amazing. (laughs) And you you take that for granted. You genuinely Mm -hmm. do. When you were growing up watching TV, were there any characters or any shows that in Mm -hmm. some way maybe did make you feel like you know, th- there was something that you could aspire to and, uh, you know, was there something that, that, that really touched you?
1: Felicity. <laughs> she, was, she really was the reason why I moved to New York City and went to NYU. It right. was literally because I saw this white girl with curly hair who that is was hilarious. smart and love Lauren and wanted to be with, you know, Ben. That's all I wanted. Right. And Yeah. <laughs> and so so now, I had seen Ben.
0: Come right, and now, and now you're in a place where you're now writing and I think, do you, do you feel that gravity of, of putting people on screen that identify people out there who maybe have never seen themselves on screen in any way, shape, or form?
1: Yeah, the fact that we have love stories on our show, the fact that they're we're not just merely points of trauma, right? Because so often trans bodies are usually dead and inactive bodies, and so here we have five women who have different dreams, who have love, who want desire, who want to be desired, right. um, who are funny, who are villains, who are all of these different things, and so in that way, when you center these people on the show, you show people that number one, it's not scary that they're not that they're not horrible people, that they're not freak shows, that instead they're humans that you care about and TV being such an intimate um, platform, you know this, people invite you into their home every night. Right. Um, you know, they get to know you and they love you and they're invested and I hope that it doesn't only educate and inspire uh, and entertain, but it also moves people to, to care and hopefully do something. I think it's going to do all of those things. Thank you so much for being on the show again. <laughs> was, uh, Sundays
0: at 9 p.m. on FX. Janet Mock, everybody.